We ready. We ready. We ready. For y'all, the San Francisco 49ers, we ready. Are ready to take on the Kansas City Chiefs in Super Bowl 58. And it starts right here on the Wayne Breezy Show. Get ready, y'all. Whiskey on the rocks and a 24 karat gold on a watch. My 71 Chevy be tipping non stop. Sounding like Trick Williams on the floor. So you know we can't stop. We be banging through your speakers. Wayne Breezy on the fitter in the bleachers. You can tune it to my show and I'm a teacher. Wayne Breezy, the phone I'm preacher. We so bright that we shine 49 of Faithful make some noise. <laughs> going on everybody it feels good to be back it, it feels real good to be back we're back here on the wayne breezy show it's been a minute last week i was in alabama covering the senior bowl got a lot of stuff to go through as far as video and film out there shout out to everybody out there man thank y'all so much for tuning in and welcome back to another week of of the wayne breezy show and this is going to be the greatest week of all time as the san francisco 49ers prepare for the kansas city chiefs Yep, the 49ers are the away team, unfortunately, uh, and, and they're going to take on the home team and the Kansas City Chiefs. So we're going to have some fun on today's episode. We'll, we'll go through some things and uh, kind of hear from some of the players and kind of like what they spoke about as preparing for this game. 49ers have touched down in Vegas, and so they're there, and they're going to be practicing today. Got that information as well. So let's have some fun. Let's give a quick shout out to the Breezy Bunch crew, and then we'll give a shout out to our sponsors. We got a commercial we want to get to. We got a new sponsor of today's show as well. We'll do that at some point in the show. Uh, and so I'm excited. You guys excited, man? Make some noise out there. Let's go. Interesting. All right, look, it's been a minute since we had a chance to kind of like talk 49er, you know preview matchups and i guarantee you, you're gonna have a week of of great content right here on this channel you got the no harm no foul show uh daily uh that's gonna be 4 p.m eastern standard time nitty-gritty niners tonight 7 p.m hopefully the whole crew will be in there giving you their matchups and, and breakdowns and position groups and things like that uh and and this, i'm gonna be guest pairing on different shows got the john and wayne show two times this week it's a lot of stuff coming out, preview shows, all that good stuff. And, of course, you know I'll be headed to Vegas for Super Bowl 58. Shout out to Nick Nice. What's going on, baby? I see you out there in the building, man. Appreciate you, man. What's going on? I see Fernando in the building. Says thanks for joining, Fernando. Thank you. Thank you for putting this out there in the atmosphere at the butt crack of dawn as well. Uh, letting everybody know the show is going to be back. Don't bother me. He's in the building. My man Manley's in the building. Terrence is in the building. Boat says hello to everyone. I'm going to show Chiefs again some love uh but we're going to make sure that we find a way to attack him properly all right so chiefs again get 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 ready baby i see collie out there what's going on baby uh dan the corn man listen i i was eating my oatmeal i had to make sure i i i was eating oatmeal you ever had oatmeal without you know sugar oh yuck but 
I gotta, I gotta lay off the sugar. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta lay off the sugar. My brother Troy's in the building, man. He says, "Good morning, everyone. I truly am thankful for all the support uh, from my grandma passing yesterday." Uh, hashtag the BB love you all. Yeah, Troy, man. We we made sure we put out those prayers out there for you, man, and for your strength and our condolences uh, to you and to your family. And you know we're here for you uh, as a community. You know I'm here for you as a brother, bro. So feel free to reach out to your boy, man, if you need anything. Travel Bud 710 is in the building. Red Jet Shell's in the building. What's going on? Uh, I see my brother Corey in the building. What's good, Corey? Good to hear from you. Yeah, uh, Tanisha's in the building. Good morning, Breezy and Faithfuls. Wishing everyone peace and blessings and a Super Bowl win. Jax Knox is in the building. Hello, Wayne and Faithful. It's Super Bowl week. Let's go, baby. <laughs> That sounded super excited. And this is exactly how Red Jet Shell, I want the San Francisco 49ers to take on this week. This is exactly how. Business week, standing on business as usual. Michael Eckert over on Facebook, man, is in the building. Leo Bolden as well on Facebook. We got some Facebook. We got, oh, we got X uh, people, Sam, S-A-M. Sam, what's, what's, what's the acronym for your name, man? Put, put, put it back. Put it in there. I'm just curious to know what the acronym is. Is it standing? Uh, I don't know. I'm not even going to try to guess, Sam. I, I want to know what your what the acronym is. Uh, but what's popping to you as well? The lovely Miss Debbie is in the building. Good morning, Wayne. Miss Debbie. Debbie saw your video out there. Miss Debbie helped send the San Francisco 49ers off to Vegas. And when I tell you, they were out there in the rain yesterday. They were out there in the rain. Uh, blessings to you and yours. Hey there, chat. And she's saying hello to the chat. What's good, Miss Debs? Good to hear from you. Good to see you from you. We got some, we got a lot of people out there, man. Uh, Ronnie33, I'm doing the same right now. No sugar, mainly pop. I'm bad with pop. If you guys don't know what pop is, it is soda. It's what we call soda. Where does the pop word originate? Is it a southern thing, an eastern southern? I don't know. We call it, is it a Midwest thing? I don't know. We call it soda, but they used to call it soda pop. I think they called it soda pop because it had the fizzies in it, right? Right? Because it, it, it tingle when you, when you, when, you know, when it is what it is. All right. <laughs> Marty Mar 49er Empire. If you guys didn't see the Madden, uh, please check out the Madden Super Bowl uh simulation it is one to die for i will tell you that all right it is one to die for uh ronnie i know you're in canada i guess they call it pop out in canada 49er jeff what's going on bro let's take six baby that's where we are that's exactly where we are uh and shout out to everybody else out there uh jacks they call it drink we call it lean now i'm just playing uh but look i'm i'm excited because when I start to dive into the film and I start to kind of like, you know, look at some statistics and, and some things and what can kind of go in the 49ers favor. Let me just put this take out there. OK, now, I don't feel the national media is showing the San Francisco 49ers any love. And I'm OK with that. Like I, for, for the first time, I'm actually cool, calm and collected about the national media takes when it comes to the San Francisco 49ers. Now, when you look at the San Francisco 49ers and this year's playoffs, kind of like toward the end of the season, they kind of started to, uh, they started to look a little bit different. So the way the national media may be perceiving the 49ers is based off of how they've finished out the regular season and how they've been in the playoffs. Let me just remind everybody out there, especially to the faithful, you know, I'm going to say this and, and you might not like it, 
But it's cool. It ain't about how you start. It's always about how you finish. Now, I don't care if the 49ers win by half a point in the Super Bowl. As long as they get the victory, that's the only thing that should matter. Now, I do understand from the faithful's perspective that we're not happy with the production, the effort, and all those different things from the San Francisco 49ers. But if there's anything I want y'all to, to kind of like, you know, make sure you make notice of, the San Francisco 49ers have been finding ways to win. That's number one. And number two, they've been adjusting all season. And I just don't think, I, I just feel like we're not commending them on their adjustments. All right. We're not commending them on being able to adapt to the game, change it up a little something and go out there and find a way. Now, look, they lost five games this season. They lost five games this season, three to the AFC, right? The AFC North to be exact. And then they lost a couple of games to the NFC, one to the West. They didn't go undefeated in the NFC West. And they lost a game to the Minnesota Vikings. All right. And so, like, when you look at those games, you know what the Niners couldn't do? They couldn't adjust. Like, they, they couldn't adjust in time. All right. And so, to me, I feel like they've been finding ways to adjust. And now they're actually finding ways to win in the games that matter the most. All right. And so, like, it's crazy when you kind of look at what the 49ers are doing. Dion, what's going on? Niner Gang Podcast is in the building. And so, look, I, I, I just want everybody to kind of like, you know, sit back. And just kind of just take it all in. It's a different 49ers team uh, than they were in 2019. And I know we're going to go back to 2019 and kind of look at the 49ers and be like, were they a better team? And let me know. Do you think the 2019 49ers were a better team? Put your take right there in the live feed. If you feel like the 2019 49ers was a better team than this 2023 49ers team. I'm just curious to know what you guys think. Both odd-year teams, um, some of the same pieces on on both teams, uh, some new pieces. Uh, and, 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 you know, I'm going to go ahead and post some of these takes. My man J.R. Meadows says be better now. Uh, Nick Nice says no. Uh, the 2019 was not better. Uh, I'm going to go Dan the Corman says hell oh no. Okay, hello, hell oh no, right? I, I'm going to just make up my own, um, you know what I mean? Uh, Greeny, I, and I like this take right here from Greeny. He says, it's hard to say. All I know is we got a better quarterback at, at this time, and that's for sure. And then that's a dope emoji, bro. That's a cool emoji. So give me an answer. Don't don't say I don't know. Don't don't straddle the fence. Don't be lukewarm with it. Just, just put your chest out mm, and, and give me a solid answer. Do you feel like this 2019 team... Or this 2023 team is better than the 2019 team. I, I, I would love to know what you think. All right. Um, my man Talib says, I don't know. <laughs> and it could be better. I, I mean, overall, right? Overall is kind of like where I'm going with this. You could say that the better defense, but not better overall. Was the, let me, you know what, Flash G? Let's have a conversation, fam. This is what today's show is going to be. Today's, today's show is all about the conversation. All right. Let's ask ourselves this question Was the defense better? Is the defense better in 2023? Or was the defense better in 2019? Now, you go player for player, you may feel like we've had better players. But this defense this year had one of the had a top three scoring defense, and I don't believe it was a top three scoring defense in 2019. 
Now, they might have been better in the pass rush. They might have been better in, in certain areas. But you know what the defense did in 2019? They folded, bro. Like they, like they, they couldn't they couldn't figure it out. Oh, snap. I just peeped this. Shout out to everybody out there. I gotta give a round of applause and the air horns. The Wayne Breezy channel is officially over 5K. Now listen, let's continue to make that grow. We're going to be doing a Super Bowl jersey giveaway. All right, Super Bowl jersey giveaway. Winner's choice. And all you got to do is on social media, find the video that I posted, and then put your picture inside of that comment. Make sure you're following on that particular social media brand. So if it's on X, make sure you put a picture of you subscribe to the YouTube channel. If it's on uh, Ant as well as uh, X, if it's on Instagram, you're going to have to DM me the picture as well. Uh, and just make sure you show the proof. That's all. Proof of purchase. You remember that back in the day? Proof of purchase. So all you got to do is show proof of subscription and that will enter you into winning a Super Bowl 2023 Super Bowl jersey, all right? Of your choice, right? So whatever they have in stock that's kind of what we got to go for in size or whatever but we'll do that on the pre-game show of the super bowl all right we'll be doing a cross uh platform with nothing but niners uh big old pre-game pre-super bowl show all right so that's when we'll be doing the giveaway all right flash g so i i don't know if it was better like i do feel like like there were like I don't know if the defense was better. Let me be specific because you brought up defense. I don't know if the defense was better. But like you guys said, man, there's different areas where you feel like the team was better and the team was worse. And just like Greeny said earlier, I feel like the quarterback is better, right? I feel like the quarterback is better. Kali says, and this is a good one, right? Kali, offense is better now, but our defense is a tad worse. And see, I disagree. I disagree. The defense might look better in stopping the run, but that defense gave up more points that year. So is the defense really better? What are we looking for? Are we looking for, uh, and that was a Robert Sala defense, right? And so are we looking for, um, you know, the production that they're giving up on the ground, but less points? Or are we looking for, you know, less production, more points? I, I kind of, I kind, I'll, t- I, me personally, I'll take, I'll take the less points. I do agree with you saying that the offense got better. Like one thousand percent. Like you could just tell the players are older. They're more. They're more gel. Debo was a rookie. Debo was a rookie that year, and we didn't have Brandon Ayuk that year, right? That was the year of uh, of Emmanuel Sanders. So we didn't have Brandon Ayuk that year, but we did have Debo Samuel, who was a rookie. And if you guys have been watching, they've been showing everything. You know, they they they've been they've been. They've been showing that game over and over again, <laughs> uh, over and over again. They've been showing that game. And so I just, you know, just, just you know, take it with a grain of salt. Got our butts. They came back. Chiefs came back and beat us uh, in that particular game. And so the Niners, to me, have to figure out a way to not allow that to happen. Let's ask another hypothetical question, right? In that game, in Super Bowl, in the first Super Bowl uh, that they th- these two teams played, the Kansas City Chiefs, San Francisco 49ers, the Niners were winning going into the fourth quarter. I believe they were up by, I think they had a 10-point lead, if I'm not mistaken, right? And they ended up losing by 11 or something like that. Like, let, let's, let's have this conversation. Do you want the 49ers to kind of want them to be leading going into the fourth or trailing? going into the fourth. Do you think this 49ers team is better at leading into the fourth 2023 team? We're talking about the 2023 team now. Do you think that this 49ers team is better when they're leading or when they're trailing? See, because in 2019, 
They were leading and they couldn't close out this, they couldn't seal the deal or whatever. I mean, me personally, I'd rather have the 49ers leading uh in, in, in this game because it shows when they're up, when they're up, they're purely dominant. This year, this year have showed when they're up. Now, the good thing is, and see, Flash, she says, if we lead and we win it, Mark, leading. Yeah, I'm with you. 1,000%. It's a different team, and that's that's what I'm talking about. That's when you see our defense play totally different, right? That's when you see our defense play totally different. West Coast Kings, leading is always better. It wasn't in that Super Bowl. <laughs> but you're right, right? It's better with the lead. It's better with the lead. Less, uh, uh, what's the word? You know, you, you're you more comfortable when you got a lead. But is it, you know what the, the question really is? Is it harder to sustain and keep the lead when you're up, especially playing against probably one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time? You know what I mean? Like, is it, it does it put more pressure on the 49ers, because I think the first time the 49ers, the pressure, like it just whew, they couldn't handle it. They were they were under the pressure, which is going to be the Bleacher Report show that I'm going to be doing uh at 2 30 p.m. today. Uh, it's called Under Pressure. They were under pressure and they couldn't they couldn't withstand it. They couldn't withstand it. The pressure was too much for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh regardless of what happened or what yeah, regardless of what happened, they couldn't withstand the pressure no pun intended kansas city was applying pressure and the niners couldn't handle it and so they ended up losing that super bowl but this year is a little different this year is a little different and so just wanted to talk a little bit about that you know everybody we all want the lead right we all want the lead um but I just feel like when you're playing a guy like Patrick Mahomes, because what can what what negative negative things can we say about Patrick Mahomes? Like, he's so tough, right? He's that great. Um, and uh, you know, I'm trying to figure out like he does have flaws, okay? And he can come from behind and find a way to win. So can Brock Purdy. Uh, but Patrick Mahomes has done it, you know, consistently. And somehow, no matter what they look like in the regular season, they're in the Super Bowl. Whereas the 49ers, in my opinion, were the dominant team in the NFC, had a few games where they just didn't look dominant. And they, they stood, they, you know, finished at the number one seed. Is anybody, anybody a little curious that the Niners struggled against the number seven seed and the number what? The, the four seed or the three seed, excuse me, uh, in these playoffs? Whereas, Whereas Kansas City kind of took care of the top seeds. Uh, does that make you feel any kind of different? I'm just curious to know, like, how you guys are feeling. It, it, today's show is more about a mental check-in, and it's day one. The players have touched down. You know what I mean? They've landed, and here is something that from a man, Leo, that we're going to talk about, right? And so, like, but Breezy, it's us against them and those refs. You know what? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. The Niners have to figure out not how to beat the refs, but how to play along with the refs. Because they're going to get some... There's gonna, Let me just keep it a book. There's going to be some bad calls, particularly on the Niners' side. I'm sorry if you're a Kansas City fan, you guys get the calls. If you're a 49er fan... We don't get the calls, 
And so that's just one of the adversity checks that we're going to have to find a way to live with. But if, if you're a 49ers player, this has been the script all season. So I don't see how they'll play any different if the script has been the same all season. It's been the exact same. I know. I understand Vinovich is the guy. I, I, I get the crew. I totally understand it. But what I'm trying to tell you is the Niners have been playing against the refs all season. I'm more concerned about the Niners making, like, you know, fundamental mistakes than they are making the mental mistakes. Crazy, right? I'm more concerned about the Niners playing fundamentally sound opposes, you know, getting a pass, inter pass interference call here, uh, a, a five-yard hold on the defense, offsides, holding on. The, I, I feel like the Niners can overcome the penalties. The question is, will they be able to overcome the fundamental breakdowns, the missed tackling, lining up in the wrong position, not communicating? I, it kind of sounds like I'm saying that the Niners, the only way they lose this game, this is my story, this is my motto, and I'm going to stick to it. The only way they lose this game against the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes is if they find a way to beat themselves. I don't give a who it is. I don't care if it's Patrick Mahomes. I don't care. I just feel like there's not a team in the NFL that's more dominant than the San Francisco 49ers. They've been the best team all season. They might not have looked the best, but they still found a way to finish the best. They were one game under the Baltimore Ravens. Yes, the Chiefs took them out. We not the Ravens. I just want every, I want the I want the, the the Kansas City Chiefs and the new Chief fans, the Swifties out there. I want them to I want them to understand that the 49ers are not the Ravens. They're not. Yeah, we got beat by the Ravens, but we're not the Ravens. We lost a game that had zero weight to the San Francisco 49ers. Zero, it, it, it held zero weight. I will put that out there. It held zero weight. The 49ers lost one game, in my opinion, in this season that would have held weight, and that was against the Minnesota Vikings. Because even in the last week of Week 18, losing to the uh, Los Angeles Rams, that game had held zero weight. But the 49ers still found a way to finish number one in the NFC. So, I will. I, 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 I truly feel in losing to these AFC North teams, which none of them are in the playoffs. None of them. No, they're all out. They all got beat, which we knew they were going to get beat. We, you, me, and you, and you, and you, I feel like Biggie, you, you, y'all all knew that the Kansas City Chiefs were going to find a way and, and end up in the Super Bowl. Some of us wanted the Ravens. Some of us wanted the Bills. Some of us thought it was going to be the Bengals. It's always going to be them four teams. I don't give a care how hot the Miami Dolphins start. They ain't never winning. Their history says they're never winning. I didn't care how good Cleveland looked. They were never winning. Their history says they're never winning. It's going to be the Ravens, the Bills, the Cincinnati Bengals, and the Kansas City Chiefs for the next several years in the AFC. And the difference between all of those teams in the AFC is one guy. His name is Patrick Mahomes. So the question this week is how do you stop Patrick Mahomes? You don't. You don't stop him.
You don't. You don't stop him. You, you, you force him to make plays that he's just uncomfortable. You just find a way to keep his happy, moving feet self in the box. Make him make the accurate throws. Make his receivers catch the tough throws over the middle. And you got to make sure, the Niners got to make sure defensively that, you know, they're just on point and playing in their zones. Let's ask another question, hypothetical question out there, okay? Hypothetical question. Which side of the ball is going to have the most pressure on them? The offense or the defense? I'm going to read this Super Chat contribution from my man, James Welsh. He's in the building. He says, my truth, Purdy and the teams play against the pack. And Lions did not instill with me confidence. I could dig it. Purdy can't play how he has against Mahomes and that D or there will be no coming back. Excellent. Excellent point. Uh, Excellent truth. And I think a lot of the faithful feel the way you feel. And there's a lot of truth to this. Um... You know, let's let's go backwards with your comment because you talked, you know, you kind of talked about the defense. And so when you look at the San Francisco 49ers defense, um, it, it it's it was it was pretty dominant all season. Again, top five uh, you know, defense when it comes to scoring. It's not, you know, you, you want the yards to be minimal, but for me, it's all about, you know, scoring. Like if you keep it teams Low score points. I mean, it all has its factors. You know, if the Niners are up by a lot, teams typically aren't going to score a lot. But I I think scoring plays a big role in what the yards look like because if a team is trailing, they're going to throw the ball more and probably gain more yards, especially toward the end of a game, especially if they're down by double digits. So that kind of hurts the defense. But it still comes down to scoring for me. I think the Niners, you know, whether they're playing a good team or or a bad team, uh, they find ways to keep teams low. Like, right, they're, they're, they average under 20 points per game all season long. Um, and so I know it doesn't look good in the run game. And I know sometimes it seems like the passing game is off because teams are chunking, getting chunk plays with screens and check downs. And the Niners just... The defense seems to be out of position. But that, if you go back and watch those games, it's early. It's like early in the game. The the, the only thing I can give you is that that stuff happens early in the game. And I guess my, my tidbit to that is that the San Francisco 49ers find a way to adjust. They, they find a way to adjust, whether they change a position, player at the position or or whatever. They find a way to adjust. And so, James, I get it. And if the 49er faithful, you feel this way, I totally get it. The defense hasn't really shown much promise. But let's flip it to the offensive side because Brock Purdy hasn't looked like the Brock Purdy that we've all grown to love. But... And that's true. That's a that's truth. It's the way the defenses are are disguising their pressure. It's the way the defenses are doing things. But here's here, here's here's the flip side to that. We're starting to see a much more tough version of Brock Purdy. We're starting to see the gritty version of Brock Purdy because everything isn't coming pretty 
for him, right? It's like it's not it's not being handed to him. Oh yeah, man, most efficient quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Now this is the playoffs, and so teams are are, are devising this game plan to find a way to 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 make Brock Purdy uncomfortable in the pocket, but we're finding grit. It's no different than Patrick Mahomes. Brock Purdy is no different than a Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes had to figure it out too. Matter of fact, one of the things Andy Reid hated the most about Patrick Mahomes, and if there are Chiefs fans in here, please allow, please tell me if I'm wrong, was his ability to play off script. Because these coaches want their quarterbacks in the pocket, delivering from the pocket, bang, bang, Niner gang, right? That's what they want. But this it's the off script plays. For example, Kyle Shanahan, who doesn't like that, all of a sudden is just like um, woed what Brock Purdy's able to do with his feet because it's not drawn up for him to do that. And so Brock Purdy is starting to see the field. Number one thing about Brock Purdy that I'm starting to really fall in love with, and I think it's because he's had to see and go through the reps of this particular style of play as a quarterback. And, 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 and I know a lot of people don't like the way it looked against Green Bay. And a lot of us don't like the way it looked against Detroit Lions. But here's what I did like. I like the fact that Brock Purdy realized I got to stop forcing this ball. Like, they're not, they're, they're taking away my throwing lanes. There's pressure in my face. And I got to figure out a different way to keep the chains going and to keep the drive alive, a.k.a. keep hope alive. I think with Brock Purdy developing that aspect to his game, it's something dangerous because I'm telling you, if, if you go back to the first Super Bowl with, with, with Patrick Mahomes winning, the, and beating the San Francisco 49ers. He didn't, he didn't beat us from the freaking pocket. He wasn't a pocket quarterback. Was he a pocket quarterback? I didn't see a pocket quarterback from Patrick Mahomes. The biggest play of the game was him rolling out and keeping the play alive. And it was like 90 seconds of coverage in the secondary. And he literally just threw the ball up in the air. And he saw Jimmy Ward sp- in a spin cycle. And Tyreek Hill took advantage. You see what I'm saying? So, like, that was a scramble play. That was a play broken down. That, to me, is where Patrick Mahomes is most dangerous. So, all I'm saying is if we're getting some of that dangerous play from Brock Purdy, that should that should be kind of scary. I, I really should be talking about this. It's going to be on my Bleacher Report. I'm going to be repeating some of this. But think about what I'm saying. That's another aspect that we didn't have the opportunity of seeing all season. We saw in the Cleveland game that he had the ability to to get a game-winning drive. We saw in the Minnesota game that he had two opportunities, but through interceptions, okay? Cincinnati game, game was close until his interceptions. So the key for Brock Purdy is to just not turn the damn ball over. The key to Brock Purdy is to not turn the ball over. And Kylie says, Wayne, there was miscommunication between Jimmy Ward and Manuel Mosley on that play. Absolutely, because they, the ball, like, because there was, it was just way too much time. It was like they were covering, though. So I thought the coverage was a lot. The coverage was great, right, Kylie? Like the coverage was great. The fact that the play broke down, I mean, how do you communicate? Hey, stay there. I'm coming. Like it's kind of hard on a, on a broken down play. I, I think bang, bang for play. 
I thought the coverage was good, which is the which is something that we can compare this 2023 team because that's the difference. The coverage, the coverage is really good. And Lee Bolden says Moody needs to be clutch. Speaking of Moody, Moody spoke. Let's listen to what Moody had to say because I'm glad you brought up. Uh, 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 I'm glad you brought up my man. Uh, not Moody. I want to talk about Mooney. Mooney Ward. Moody does have to be clutch. I'm not sure we're gonna need him much in this game. I I think he'll be kicking extra points. That's just me. But Mooney Ward talked about, you know. What's gonna what's it gonna be like here in the Super Bowl the Super Bowl week? And let's listen to what he had to say. Trying to chase down family members. Uh uh. Well, this Super Bowl in Vegas, so it might turn up a little bit the first day or two out there, but um after that, really just lock in, you know what I'm saying, focus. The whole week is really like a movie. Like you're gonna see celebrities everywhere. Pre-game on the field, you might see Jay-Z, Beyonce, you know what I'm saying, Kevin Hart, people like that, but I mean, it's still a game at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? We still got, still got to go out there and try to get the win, especially in the Super Bowl. You know you don't want to fuck up in the Super Bowl, so you got to go out there all weekend. You know, just be locked in, be on your stuff. So I feel like there's been a lot of negative comments coming at Mooney Ward about him saying, you know, you know, we, we, you know, you kind of turn up a day or two and then you get locked in. You know, today is the day. They're going to practice, then they got to do the interviews, and then they got to go out and meet the celebs and all this type of stuff. How are you guys feeling about this? How how you guys feeling about Mooney Ward saying that, you know, have some fun, and then we're going to get locked in? Because I feel like everybody's missing the locked in part. And, you know, if there's we're, we're talking about a Super Bowl champion cornerback on the San Francisco 49ers, because for those that don't remember, guess what team he was on in 2019? on the Kansas City Chiefs. And guess what he ended up winning? A Super Bowl ring. Now, I'm not saying that this gives him a pass because I've never seen Mooney Ward to be the outlandish party dude. No one has, right? All he talked about was meeting the celebrities and, and, and getting with the family and making sure his family was straight. So you're telling me that he's not allowed to make sure his family is straight and settled, get them settled in, and then get ready and get his mindset ready for the game for the remaining of the week. So Monday and Tuesday, and then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, he's locked in. What's the, what's so bad about that? I, I don't get why 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 we're so bent out of shape about that. We got another super chat contribution from Jax Knox in the building. She says, "I want to say that our team needs to come out swinging. Defense needs to start with keeping Mahomes off his game. Brock P and the." Uh, need to protect the ball and ball out 49ers play like weeks one through five all right hey listen it's great take right team needs to come out swinging um yeah like i like i like i like i agree i i think offensively this applies more to the offensive side they need to come out and and be going for the gusto every single time it find a way and 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 get that ball into the end zone and command the the Kansas City Chiefs to to find a way to play keep up and then on defense not allow them to score now it's a, it's a lot easier said than done uh and there's a lot of factors that could go into that to prevent stuff like that from happening such as penalties missed tackles mistakes refs you know but they do need to come out swinging they don't need to start slow they need to start faster. They need to be energetic, right? 
And I agree with that. Like, I agree with that a whole bunch. Uh, for them to play, like, weeks one through five, I I, I, I don't know about that because it's, like, week, what week we in? 22? <laughs> week 20? Yeah, like, week 22, 24? The players are just a little different uh, as far as their bodies and, 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 and energy and health and whatever. So it's kind of hard. They're not going to be able to play act the exact same but i definitely understand your concept they need to come out there and be locked in and i think that's what's most important and that's what mooney ward was even talking about finding a way to be locked in like like getting locked in by any means necessary and i think that's what the team is going to do and the team is going to be practicing today as as a matter of fact they're going to be practicing today i believe the report came out saying the 49ers will be practicing at the university of las vegas nevada i'm not sure what the weather looks like out there but i'm hearing that the weather is a little rainy or whatever um and 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 things like that but listen they're going to go out there they're going to get a good practice in uh and, and let's just hope everything goes in the 49ers favor at this particular practice uh they should be good to go Okay, and look, I'm expecting every 49er that's healthy to be healthy for this game right now. We're not talking about any injuries. Isn't this a great thing, man? God, Lee, let's no, no injuries right now. That's 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 good to talk about. Um, You know, as far as the Kansas City Chiefs, they got guys coming back as well. Uh, But look, the 49ers are going to be practicing today for those that are going to be out there. Not I'm sure they're going to be closed off practices and things like that. All right. So I see someone saying that I have a bunch of mods out there and there's a bunch of trolls. Guys, I don't see anybody trolling because I'm not playing. But if you're a mod and you see somebody trolling or saying something negative or doing anything like that, please make sure you guys put them in a timeout. Thank you, mods. Appreciate you. Uh, Tanisha says, Mooney also mentioned in his press conference how Kansas City knew that they were going to win the Super Bowl. He stated that the 49ers feel the same way the game right now. And this is a great take, Tanisha. And he did talk about that uh, because he knew that once Jimmy Garoppolo got the ball in his hand, okay, (laughs) the game was over, right? Like, he knew that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, He knew that the game was over. So, I'm with you. I think think Mooney Ward is going to be one of the most locked-in guys. And I think for the San Francisco 49ers, this is a great piece to have on your team because now you're talking about not only are you talking about a guy with experience you're talking about a, a, a veteran with experience and an actual ring like you know what i mean like that that makes that makes a lot of sense so when you look at the db room you look at diamador lenore who's having to me an all pro season all right and then you look at ambry thomas who's been up and down okay you look at isaiah oliver who's been up and down okay you look at these guys you look at the safeties you look at the db's room right you look at that room there's only one guy this is going to be Tashawn gibson's first super bowl you know gotta go out with, gotta go out on top you got the rookie Jair Brown back there as well. So, like, you know, this is going to be a great time for the San Francisco 49ers to kind of, like, you know, get together, especially with the DBs and kind of, you know, kind of, kind of, kind of lock in. And I think that's kind of like what he was talking about. Like, you know what I mean? He was he was really saying that, listen, first couple of days, I got to do what they tell me to do. We got to meet. We got to do the press conferences like what are we missing? There's going to be press conferences all freaking week long. 2019, remember they showed up in those white suits? Them junks were fire, yo. They cost like $800, but them junks was fire. I'm curious to know what they're going to look like this year. 
Like, you know what I mean? I'm just curious to know. Uh, my man Alberto says, yo, Breezy, how can we lock in a spot in that jersey giveaway? All right, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to do the jersey. I'll talk about the jersey giveaway. Then I got to do a quick promo from win streaks, all right? All right, so the jersey giveaway goes like this. All you got to do is show proof that you are subscribed to the YouTube channel and subscribed to the various social platform, social media platform you're on. So if you're on Facebook and you follow me on Facebook, all you got to do is show that you're following on Facebook and following on uh YouTube and post the pictures right there in the comment section. Instagram is a little bit different because you can't comment with a picture. All right. So you can send me a DM on Instagram. If you're on X, it's super easy. You do it the exact same way. So that's it. Once I get that, I get your names. I put the names inside the drawing, blah, 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 blah. On Super Bowl Sunday, the preview game show, the winner will be announced. All right. It's super duper simple. And again, we're over we're over 5K right now. So trying to build up the social media brands, but them Super Bowl jerseys, I know they just look clean. There aren't any white ones available as of right now, but maybe by the time of the Super Bowl, they'll be in there. So we'll have, we're just gonna have to sit back and, and wait and see. All right, I'm gonna do a quick promo for win streaks. Win streaks to me is the hottest app for picking games weekly they have all the sports up there so check out this quick promo what's going on everybody it's your boy wayne breezy i need you right now to download the hottest app out right now it's called win streaks all you got to do is download the app make your picks and your correct picks equal points then you cash out you can play with family and friends Earn up to $2,000 cash weekly, and there are 100 cash prizes every week. The best part is it's 100% free, and you can cash out straight to PayPal or Venmo. Winstreaks has all the matchups, NBA, NCAA, NHL, and NFL. The Super Bowl is on its way. I'm on Winstreaks. Now you need to be on Winstreaks. Use the link below and use my referral code, Wayne Breezy. See you up there, champ. All right, man, that's Win Streaks, man. Check it out. It's probably one of the most solid, easy apps I've ever seen in my life. All you got to do is download it on your phone, uh, and then you just make, you know, create your account, use that promo code Wayne Breezy. You go ahead and you just make picks. It's simple. Now, I will say that, you know, there's some underdogs in there, and when you see an underdog, they're going to be worth more points. The coolest thing about this app is that it refreshes every week. So every week, you can earn up to 2 k and it doesn't cost you any money to put in a pot or to do this. No, you just get the more points you get, the more it turns into money, and that's the money that you can go ahead and cash out with. So you want to be able to score the most points, and since it's Monday, the new week has officially started. So make sure you get your picks in using win streaks. All right, look. 49ers landed in Vegas and they look fresh. And I think the, the, the I was so excited watching Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch look a little corny, but watching Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, uh, you know, get off, get off the plane. Uh, and, and I thought it was really cool because my head coach is the freshest head coach in the NFL. Here's a little clip. The 49ers put this out.
And as you can see, man, John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan, the rest of the crew, uh, the players will be they get get off a little bit later off the airplane. It was really cool to see them touch down in Vegas. They made it safely, and they are ready to play. They are ready to play. I can feel it, man. You guys are feeling, you guys feeling the vibe out there. I'm feeling the vibe way too uh too much. I'm I'm super excited. You know what I mean? And things are about to go our way. I just can feel it. Things are gonna be in our favor. Tyler with the super chat contribution. Tyler says, Wayne, so apparently the Niners were complaining about the football surface at the practice field at UNLV. All right, so they were complaining about uh, the practice field. Uh, is UNLV, is it outside? I'm just curious to know if it's an outside facility. I know that the Raiders will be, I mean, not the Raiders, the Chiefs, I believe, are going to be practicing on inside facility. Now, I I didn't get the wind of this, but if this is this is something that, you know, I the Niners know. I, I would say if there's any team in the NFL that know about football fields, it's the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> and... If they're complaining about this field, then the field must not be great. Now, the Niners typically suit up and play and do what they need to do. Uh, but we've seen some bad experiences from our past uh, with our San Francisco 49ers on bad turf. And I, I don't know if UNLV's turf or if it's fresh grass. I don't know. Um, I could look it up. Uh, but I'm hoping that, you know, if they are complaining about the 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 surface at the practice field, the practice football field at UNLV. I'm hoping that the San Francisco 49ers and and their staff find another place for them to hold their practices. If if it's if it's something that can be detrimental to the players on their team. Tyler, thank you for the super chat contribution. Sean, he says, did they show up in black again? What up, bro? Storming and flooding in San Francisco. Be blessed. Um, I hate to say it. We would we wouldn't have made it well with who oh, with D'Amico or Sala. They couldn't have coached up our DBs like Wilkes. Oh, this is big time right here. Oh man, I gotta I gotta sit back and uh give me a second. Woo! Dumb fighting words. Now some of the players did show up in black. Uh Brock Purdy, I believe he had on a a, a hoodie and, and a he had it on dope. Dope fitted, I thought. Uh, Debo did show up in black. Not, not, no, they didn't show up in black. Some players did, like Debo. I, I believe, um, you know, Trent Williams didn't. Bosa didn't. Bosa might have showed up in black. I think Bosa did show up in like a black tee. I, I want to talk about this. Oh, this is dope. I, what do y'all think? Sean says we wouldn't have made it this far. With D'Amico or Salah. Interesting. And I see the report out there. Yes, I do. I I, I see it. I got you. Um, they're not happy with the practice field. It's turf and things like that. So they're not happy. So they're going to have to figure it out. They don't have to practice there. They're going to have to find another place to practice if they're not happy with it, right? So I'm sure the Niners are going to figure out a way to handle that. I kind of get where Sean is coming from on this, and everybody's been kind of like hard on 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 Steve Wilkes this year, and I feel like he's been the best freaking defensive coordinator when it comes to adjusting, like the best. 
when it comes to adjusting. He has been able to adjust best. Now his pressures are a little ugh. Like as far as the as far as the way he schemes, but you got to remember he's looking at it from the secondary down, and he feels comfortable with his front. Like he likes the way his his front, you know, the front seven are. And so his his main focus was making sure that the secondary got better, and that's what he did. To me, uh, uh, you know, Steve Wilkes had two goals this year. Two goals. Number one, limit the explosive plays downfield. And number two, get turnovers. And last time I checked, we out-turnovered ourselves this year. So we we went up. We, we finished tied for first. Whereas last year, weren't we in second? And I know that's not a big jump up, but it's a jump up, right? right? And so you might be right. But I think where the discourse comes into play, Brother Sean, is, well, the pressures look a lot different. And we're not getting a lot of sex. And we're we're not one of the top teams in sex. But you can also, then you have to factor in the difference of players that we have this year. So I like, you know, I mean, is, is Ebukam and, and Charles Aminahue, were they better edge rushers? Were they better than Cleveland Farrell, Randy Gregory, Chase Young? A lot of people might feel like they are. So you can't be mad. There's, it's, just, it's a little different. Um, but I do know that the secondary has gotten better. And I know for a fact because I know, it just looks like Diamador Lenore should be an all-pro, hands down. Uh, inside and outside, right? Um, so the secondary got better. And, in, and, and can, I, can I just remind everybody that Steve Wilkes is, pro- Steve Wilkes is missing his only all-pro, and the secondary. He's missing his all-pro. He had one all-pro and the secondary. He ain't playing this year. You guys remember Talanoa Hufunga? Like, that was the main piece. It's not there. Got injured. So, like, I feel like, I feel like Amory Thomas has gotten better. Um, I feel like Diamador Lenore has gotten better, and I hate to say it, I think Mooney Ward got better too. Like I, I just, I just think they got better. <laughs> like I, so, I think overall the secondary got better, and then Steve Wilkes was forced to have to use his rookie Jair Brown. You know what I mean? And 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 Strawberry Reacts and Mooney, yeah, they're all pro this year. But what I'm trying to say is they weren't all pro coming into the season. You dig what I'm saying? Like they weren't all pro. His all-pro piece was Talanoa Hufunga. That was going to be his star in that secondary. That was the star in the secondary. And then he ended up taking one all-pro who didn't play much due to the injury and ended up getting an all-pro outside on the corner. So just imagine. So the Niners are down an all-pro. They have to insert a rookie in there. And it's just a little different for Steve Wilkes' defense because you're seeing that the secondary, but they still remained number one in interceptions. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. So I I I I I kind of agree with Sean on his take. I I'm not saying D'Amico Ryan's or Robert Sala. I feel like all three defensive coordinators struggled on third and longs. Tell me I'm wrong. All three defensive coordinators. Couldn't figure third and longs out. I I don't know what it is about the third and long. It's just it's just where they struggle. It's just what it is. Um, 
And it's unfortunate, but it's just the way it is. Sean comes back and says, Sala and D'Amico were not as good as coaching DBs. Imagine Ambry without Wilkes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> His play with Wilkes is even suspect. So imagine with... Ah, I felt like Ambry got better with D'Amico. And then he got hurt his next year. So his rookie year, he finished strong, which made us think that he was going to be a cornerback too. They went out and signed Mooney Ward. And then his next year, he came into camp injured. And then he he just lost his spot. And then this year, his third year, it was kind of like miss. It was, it was just weird. Just weird for Ambry Thomas. I'm just hoping Ambry Thomas comes out here and 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 figures this out. My man Snoopy, man, my brother Snoopy's in here. I, I'm curious to know why you want this. He says, "I hope we play more zone in this game." Really, really, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. I think Patrick Mahomes is the number one zone buster in the league because because Patrick Mahomes, I just feels like you know he. If if it's quick throw game for him, if it's gonna be one of those type of games, I think he's gonna I think he's gonna eat the zone of zone alive, right? I kind of want him to play man. That way you can kind of blitz a little bit, get him off his pressures, and I think the fact that you trust your secondary a little bit more this year, I think because you trust your secondary a little bit more, I'm more comfortable playing man. So I would like to see more man. Actually, oh okay, okay. Okay, there it is. Got gotcha. you. There it is. Okay, wants to see more man than zone. Um, and and here's the article about the 49ers way, uh, their practice options. So they're gonna have to figure it out. Uh, they don't like the soft field, uh, at UNLV, and they're gonna have to find another place to practice. I guess. Uh, Matt Miyoko says the 49ers are scheduled to go on the practice field at UNLV at noon today. There are concerns about the condition of the practice field after natural grass was laid down last week over the artificial surface. So they're trying to. They, they I believe they're doing this at the uh, Allegiant Stadium as well. But they. They put natural grass down there, and so I can understand the concerns. I can understand the concerns. You know what I mean? Listen, they just got to have to figure it out. Uh, I, I just don't want to see any daggone injuries. That, that's that's the only thing I care about. Um, you know what I mean? And that's and that's what I'm I'm hoping the injuries are just you know not that I I, I think they're gonna happen but like when when the team comes out and they say they're concerned about a field, you you guys seen Final Destination right? Like if you got a premonition if you got an inkling if you got that that mother's like intuition or whatever stay away like don't even go near it you know what i mean like don't even go near it. just stay away don't practice don't even practice what you gotta practice for just take the day off you know what i mean stay away if you got an inkling or intuition that makes you feel that way i personally would say hey man we can practice playing Madden today, y'all. All right? Everybody meet me in the room. I want the secondaries in the secondary room. I'm just playing. But I'm just saying, like, I, I just feel like if you feel that the practice field, if you're a little concerned about the practice field, I, I probably wouldn't go. I probably wouldn't go. Look, we got five minutes left on this show. Um, and and a, a couple of things that and we'll talk more about the matchups tonight on Nitty Gritty Niners Talk. Um, I do want to uh, go through this poll question because the poll question was bearing a 49ers victory, meaning if they win the game, who will be Super Bowl 58's MVP? 
MVP. And right now, 51%. We got 224 votes on this jizzoint right here. I'm going to end it right now because I always forget to end it. 51%. 50%, excuse me, it just upgraded, updated. Brock Purdy will be Super Bowl 58 MVP. How cool... How cool or how real would that be for Brock Purdy? Can you imagine going? We'll end the show on this. Can you imagine going from Mr. Irrelevant to Super Bowl MVP? I want every 49er fan after the Super Bowl to record a 30-second message for the national media how whatever your message tag make sure you tag me in it too i want every 49er fan after the niners win the super bowl to just record a 30 second take to the national media because i promise you the national media will try to find a way to be on the san francisco 49ers I promise you. And you guys found a way to remain faithful. You guys found a way to stick this out. And I know we finished with a decent record, right? I get it. But it's still, it, it's not always looking pretty. You know, you know, when you look at Brock Purdy, here's the thing that I'm starting to learn about Brock Purdy. We all know about his faith. We know, we all know about his beliefs. Brock Purdy is like the first quarterback to me that just doesn't care about anything else but winning and making sure that he's the best available version of himself for his team. Now, I talk about being selfless. That's the key definition of selflessness, like right there. Being the best version of himself for his teammates. So whatever he does out there on the football field, that to me is the key to this game. It doesn't matter if he throws for 400 yards or 100 yards. As long as he's making sure that he's the best version of himself he feels like his teammates will be able to excel. And that's key. To me, that's key. That doesn't mean Brock Purdy has to go out there and make all these fantastic forest type of plays. But let me just remind everybody, your quarterback, San Francisco 49ers quarterback, had to find a way to make those fantastic forest type of plays on the last two games, which happened to be in the playoffs. Something he couldn't do in the regular season. I'm going to leave y'all with this. You guys have been real. Thank you for the Super Chat contributions. Brock Purdy is undefeated at Allegiant Stadium. He's 1-0. Undefeated. Threw for over 280 yards. Undefeated. Just want to put that out there. Number two. Did you know that the San Francisco, or excuse me, the NFC has a 60% win percentage at Allegiant Stadium. This is crazy. The NFC wins at this stadium. 
I, I'm, it, it blew my mind when I did the research and, and I got the stuff and I'm like, wait a minute. This is dope. Number three, San Francisco 49ers average more points at Allegiant Stadium than the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, none of this stuff may mean anything. 49ers average 37. The Chiefs average 34 and a half points. Think about that when you start doing your score predictions. All I'm saying is this. The 49ers didn't look their best the last time they played at Allegiant Stadium. The 49ers didn't look their best the last time they played the Kansas City Chiefs. Every time they play them, they seem to have a player injured and they fall short or they, they turn the ball over. They just do weird things, right? But here's the key to this game. Going to be one of my keys to victory. Well, no, it's not. But here's the key to this game. It's Brock Purdy. And the reason why it's Brock Purdy, I'm going to continue this show on Bleach Report 230. So make sure you guys download the app and join me over there for another half hour. We're going to be talking about Brock Purdy. The reason why he's the key is because, in my opinion, Kansas City ain't going to be ready for Brock Purdy. They're not going to be ready for this wild card particular type of player. They might have film on them. Steve Spagnola has one of the top one of the top defensive coordinators in the NFL. But now that we've added grit to Brock Purdy's game, it's going to be a different game plan than what they've seen on film. I'm excited. You guys need to get excited. It's time to get pumped up. It's Monday, Super Bowls in several days. We got a few days, six days to go, ladies and gentlemen. Get your pump on. Let's have some fun. Thank y'all so much for joining me right here on the Wayne Breezy Show. I'll be on Bleacher Report, 2.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's on the Bleacher Report app. We'll be back here 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Mike Andrews for No Harm, No Foul. You don't want to miss that episode. And the Nitty Gritty Niners are going to be breaking down the matchups in this game. We're going to do position groups and things like that. So this is going to be interesting and something to break down all week long. I love you guys. Stay up. Stay faithful. Always keep it nitty gritty. Thanks for watching, y'all. Y'all the realists. Y'all the realists, for show. Appreciate you. <laughs>